This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Still with our panel and topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Kevin Gaudet, Alyssa Freeman, Peter Tabbins, the NDP's critic for energy and the climate conflagration. Or is it still crisis? I was away We're for 10. We're holding with crisis. Okay. I, I didn't know. I was away for 10 days. I, I thought know. you might have upgraded. John, you, you have to stay in the scene now or you lose the <laughs> It's only DEFCON okay. 3 or something at this point. Oh. Keep at it, John. All Keep right. at it. Peter, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm kind of curious to get your reaction because uh, the government canceled this $200 million wind farm south of Ottawa. You yeah, hear, you I hear saw about that. This? Yeah. Now, uh, according to the locals and uh, Minister Urich himself, the uh, 200 meter high turbines on these uh, impact on colonies of hoary bats and big and little brown bats. So the environment is a concern of yours, obviously, it including is. the critters who inhabit the environment. That's right. So, I mean, we got to protect the bats, no? Well, you do. And I'm sure that when this whole matter went before the Environmental Review Tribunal, those issues were covered. And to my knowledge, that was not an obstacle. There was an environmental review. This project was found to be uh, sustainable, and they went forward. I don't think this has anything to do with endangered species. And let's face it, this is not a government that spends a lot of time thinking about that. Uh, What we do have, though, is another multi-million probably in the hundreds of millions of dollars expenses added onto our hydro bills by this government. By the way, the locals uh, locals didn't want this, by the way. Well, not. if you'll note in the article, they said there was a division on this because there are a lot of locals who at least property on their land to the wind company who are going to be making money off this. Mercenaries, just mercenaries. Anyone who rents a piece of property. <laughs> so they rented property. There were people in the community who wanted it because it was part of economic Wait a development. Are you suddenly in favor of the free market? What? I, <laughs> what just I, happened here? He's, he's, I, I, what he's just for, happened he's here? People, people who want to make money and put some dollars in their pocket. That's what people he's People freely lease property. They wanted it to go forward. There were people who weren't leasing property. They didn't want it to go forward. We have a situation here where we're going to spend a fortune. But the other part of it is you're well aware of Ford's climate plan, which is counting on reduction in emissions from renewable energy projects. He's just canceled another one. Another illustration of the fact that his climate plan is not working. He's, well, he's destroying the basis for the climate plan that he's put you forward. No, he's going with these small modular nuclear reactors. He signed that uh, proposal with Scott Moe and uh, well, the premier from New Brunswick just but, a week and a half ago. But frankly, that's not in his climate plan. What's in his climate plan is renewable energy, and he's demolishing it one project at a time, mm-hmm. racking up hundreds of millions of dollars in bills with the same particular action. So here, this is a very expensive action that's going to add to climate change to the climate crisis. Well, It's fu- sort of a perfect forward move. If we fulfilled this contractual obligation, yeah. it would cost us even more, so the thinking goes. Um, in fact... And, and you know what? It wouldn't deliver energy when we need it. The base but, load is not going to be But in fact, sustained. that's not true, John. Well, in fact, uh, that's not wind true. Wind only when the wind blows, no? Yeah, and the wind blows... Pretty heavily, a lot of the time, about 40% of the time, these wind farms are producing power. And that power reduces the need for gas-fired power. It reduces pollution in Ontario quite substantially. Really? We're not dumping this stuff, by the way, because there's an overproduction of of energy and power well, and so because the reality th- in the next few years is that oh. a lot of contracts are going to be coming up for uh, expiration i think those contracts are going to be cancelled we have the opportunity to replace them with renewable power this would do that and we have a government that's looking at ramping up uh, gas burning to produce electricity having renewable energy drives that down it makes for cleaner air and it avoids greenhouse gas emissions this right. government's making it wrong and it's going to be very expensive all right, not going to relitigate it here. Uh, we've been over this one time and time and time again. 
Uh, something else that will be litigated, though, and this has to do with the impeachment articles that were filed by Nancy Pelosi and company, Jerry Nadler, actually, the Dems in the House of Representatives. They've got the majority. They're going to go ahead with it. I don't know if that's uh, wise or ill-advised, but earlier in the afternoon, we had the former U.S. ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman, on with us, and I wondered if, uh, in fact, in a nonpartisan light, he could give me his interpretation of whether or not this was advisable. Here's what he said. As an American, I will tell you the Constitution was written, and one of the concerns that uh, the authors of the Constitution was the foreign influence in, in, our, in our government, and the president has specifically used dollars set aside by the U.S. Congress to support Ukraine in this offensive move by Russia, and the money was withheld, and a favor was asked by the president to go out against his political rival and the rival party. You can't do that. All right. So he says there was a quid pro quo, and I just wondered, you know, does this meet the standard of high crimes and misdemeanors like treason and <clears throat> bribery, as the Founding Fathers had put forth in, uh, I guess, their uh, Constitution? So, uh, Kevin, how do you see it? Is this impeachment drive by the Dems based on protecting the integrity of the executive branch, or is it merely naked political interest in removing a political rival during an election year? I don't have any doubt that it's the latter, but that doesn't mean that it's wrong inherently. Um, you know, Trump is problematic, and they're trying to go after him any way they can for political purposes. I'm not sure it meets the, 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 the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. They're trying to play this political game. I'll be curious to see how the Senate, although it's Republican-dominated, whether or not any or how many Republicans roll over. The challenge the Democrats face on this, again, it comes to the issue of reasonability, is how hard do they bang this drum and I think there's an increasing appetite for an American electorate to see what positive things the Democrats actually propose to do for the country, as opposed to just tearing tearing down Trump, that there's there's more to the game that they need to put in play and that they haven't been doing it. Well, the polls seem to reflect that uh, they're not moving the needle with this whole impeachment thing. How do you see it, Alyssa? Well, you would hope that that is what that's exactly what they wanted to do, because right now, you know, you have a leadership, a Democratic leadership race. And I've lost count how many candidates are in that right now and who's dropping out and who's coming back in. So you don't have a solid narrative there. So what you do have is is these is these articles of impeachment. So there was a poll earlier which said about 60 percent of Americans were for this process. And now perhaps, you know, people are starting to wane off of that because these are being really drawn out. There's a lot of hearings and then there's just, you know, there's just the attention span. Is everybody going to listen to every word? So right now, this is their one platform. This is the one Democratic platform that they have is to bang this drum about the articles of impeachment because it's the one thing that they can all agree on. So if they don't have this, then you have to think about, well, what else is there? Is, you know, in the absence of anything else that's cohesive, this is the one thing that they can all get behind. So this is their moment of theater. This is their moment of time. And this is their moment of trying to grab the headlines. All right. Well, uh, it seems like to Kevin's point, though, uh, there's nothing to uh, promote in terms of policy to better the standards of living of Americans, and Trump is certainly dining out on that, where the job creation beat expectations, uh, you know, lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, highest employment rate for blacks and Hispanics, uh, so on and so forth. Stock market's at 28000 You've got people with 401ks. Uh, they're clicking their heels. They love what he's doing. Why would they kill the goose that lays a golden egg, Peter? Well, I think there are a number of questions here that we're dealing with, John. And one is, I don't think that the Democratic leadership in Congress particularly wanted to go forward with impeachment. Pelosi resisted it for a long time. I think the problem they faced was that it was so obvious that 
Trump was engaged in criminal activity, that they couldn't ignore it. They, they were caught between a rock and a hard place. Do you ignore criminal activity where you actually withhold military funds to an ally dealing with an opponent? Well, that's um, one interpretation. Well, the other is, do you send over a whole bunch of American taxpayer money to a corrupt regime who may abuse it? I thought AOC, well, actually, I thought the, the extreme left of the Democratic Party, led by AOC, right. uh, actually drove Pelosi to this. They did. Well, no, I, I actually think it was Trump's release of the transcript of his call with the president of Ukraine that drove this. Uh, well, the president Cong- of the Ukraine was getting a lot of pressure. Though, she was made, a lot of pressure. Congress had made a decision. Trump was frustrating that and saying, you have to give me what I want, a quid pro quo for us to release money that had already been okayed what? by Congress. I think that forced the Democrats. They couldn't ignore that. Zelensky but I don't said think, no I don't quid think pro quo. Pardon? I mean, Zelensky said no quid pro quo. That's yeah, a matter of public record. Yeah, well, and, and as some comedian said, the bully who stole my lunch money is telling everybody that I gave the right. lunch money because I admired his fists. I mean, that's what's going on. Zelensky's in an impossible position. Um, and I think it... I don't think this is where the Democrats want to go. They want to go after Trump on a variety of other things, but they can't ignore this really obvious uh, law-breaking. It's just too big for them All to right. push Here's aside. Here's something else where uh, everybody seems like uh, they are in agreement and uh, they're all happy about it. Sweetness and light has to do with Kuzma. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.